Hello there. General Kenobi. And welcome to the Babblers Guild. Um, this is a bit of a different episode <laughs> this week because <laughs> my um, microphone um, just completely broke um, <laughs> as we was about to record, so I might be slightly echoey this week. Who knows? I might be slightly echoey. Who knows? Who knows? Who, who bloody knows? knows? <laughs> um, I've foregone the full intro, um, just because I need to say that. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> exactly do. that. Um, it'll do. Um, how are you this week? I'm all right. I'm a bit warm this week. It's been very, yes, very warm hot. and sweaty, and I've had a headache nearly all week, and... I don't know what's up with me. I'm not 100%, so I'm going to try to keep my energy up for today. I'm going to try my best, but on the whole, I'm okay. Just looking forward to some cooler weather so I can clear my head and, and feel a bit less a bit less horrible. Um, how are you? Um, I'm, you know what, I'm pretty good. I've been um, been playing some games. I've, um, I got Resident Evil 8, and I've been playing Ooh, through that recently. Um, I've all, Yeah, I've almost finished it. It's actually really good. Good. Yeah, it's a bloody good time. It's um, it's not zombies. It's not the mold people from last time. It's um, well, it sort of is the mold people because it's caused by the mold, but it's like a different mold. Mm. Um, but they're all like vampire-y werewolf people in this one. It's not like a giant snail-esque thing. Uh oh, you mean the man? Th- the yeah, mutated- yeah. So basically, he's one. a giant. Basically, he's a giant fish. Um, oh, and he tries to he tries to suppress his um, mutationness, um, and it basically makes him look like a big snail. Um, but then he can't hold it in any longer, and he you basically just got to kill him. <laughs> oh, poor thing! I know, poor little snail man. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, everything is pretty tickety boo. Now, before we start, I um, posted about this on the old Instagram, but um, I went to see a little film called Lightyear. You did? How I was did. it? Um, Spoiler-free review, if possible. <laughs> Spoiler-free review. Now, I've seen a lot of people all over the bloody internet hating this film. That doesn't surprise me. People don't like anything anymore, do they? No, they don't like anything anymore. Um, I loved it. Like Good. I went in with a completely... Just sort of a completely fresh mind, completely open-minded, not expecting it to be a certain type of film or a certain type of character. And I think a lot of people were expecting this film to be the character from Toy Story. Yeah. But it's not. It's not the character from Toy Story. It's Buzz Lightyear the man. Yes. And obviously it's going to be completely different. Not Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> it's not Mrs. Nesbitt, unfortunately, and there's no Mrs. Nesbitt in sight. Um, now, I've been watching and reading a few bits about the film, about what people think, and I think um, some people have hit the nail on the head that um, people have gone into this film expecting it to be this light-hearted romp, like a Toy Story film, but they've gone in and they've got a modern-day Pixar film. Right. Which is metaphorical, and it tries to make you think. Ah, so it's a bit too woke for them. Yeah, and it's not this... Obviously, probably they should have made um, a film where it was just Buzz Lightyear rocking around space and shooting yeah. everyone, and it being really, really fun, and Zerg shows up and they have a big showdown. That would have been great, but 
I really, really liked the way they went. It was basically Interstellar, if you've seen that. Uh, bits of it. You've seen bits of it. Great start. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like that, but Buzz Lightyear. It's Amazing. about time travel and stuff. Oh, that's really cool. I do like yeah, time it's... travel. But not sort of going back to the Wild West, sort of um, how time travel can be really bad. Okay. So, so without... it gets you thinking. It does. Without spoiling too much, um, it basically shows you in the trailers anyway, but it doesn't sort of tell you the specifics. So in the trailer, um, Buzz jets off into space and then he comes back to a planet in the trailers and everybody's different um, and everyone looks younger, but it's actually like their grandkids. <clears throat> so it's like he's been away for an extended amount of time. But really, he hasn't been away for an extended amount of time. What's happened is, is every single time he tries to use this certain type of fuel, it puts him forward four years into the future. Right, I see. Um, and the only way for them to get back to Earth is to crack this um, f- this fuel for the ships. So he has to keep doing it over and over and over and over again. I see how it's like Interstellar then, because that's all sort of time distortion, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And then eventually, obviously, he sort of like watches all of his friends who are also space rangers die. Oh. Yeah, and it's really sad. And it's, it's not really a kid's film. And, like, if I was Andy in 1995 watching this film... I don't think I'd like it. <laughs> probably wouldn't want the toy. <laughs> no, you probably wouldn't want the toy. I like it as a 26-year-old in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I would have liked it as a... in, like, 2003 as a seven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. It's kind of missed, missed the mark a little bit. I think good, it's just it's film, tailored to a but... different type of person, different yeah, age group. Not what people were expecting. Definitely not what people were okay. expecting at all. Um, but apart from that, I thought it was a great film. I would even give it um, probably a two on our coarseness scale. Oh, very nice. Which is quite high. It's quite high. It's up there with uh, some of the films that we've we've reviewed. <laughs> some of those many films, the um, extensive catalogue of films that we have <laughs> that we have that we've all, all already gone through. Um, once again, apologies if the microphone um, is echoing very slightly. Um, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. It's been a hell of a week because it's the Obi Wan Kenobi final, everybody. Obi-Wan Kenobi finale of the week. <laughs> now, um, I've done it again. I've forgotten. forgotten Perfect Poor. You have. Do you know, I'm so preoccupied with this bloody microphone situation <laughs> that I've forgotten about the Perfect Poor. Now, I'm just going to very gently rest my phone down onto the onto the ground. Onto the ground. There <laughs> it is. Um, now, it's, it's going to sound a little bit different, but if you just hear, listen to this. What do we think that is? That sounded a bit fizzy. It sounded like a draft can. Well, it's not, so give it another look. So listen to this glass. What's this? Ice. It is ice. Now, I know that's a very strange one. Now, it's not not cider before you you rush in and say, oh, my God, is he drinking bloody cider? What's going on? Um, This is actually going to be... A very, very small cocktail, if you will. Oh. Um, 
Well, not really a cocktail, is it? It's not going to be a cocktail. I can't make a bloody live cocktail. That'd be insane. <laughs> That'd be absolute bloody madness. Um, actually, what it is, is it's it's going to be a mixture of Krabby's Yardhead Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Now, I'm going to... It's corked, so we're going to listen to the cork instead of the can opening this week. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, that was... <laughs> Perfection. That was actually really, really good. Um, so basically, I'm just going to pour like sort of just enough to just sort of like cover half the ice in there. So probably like a double shot about that. Um, and then to, as a mixer with it this week, I've got um, a ginger ale. Oh, very nice. So it's basically a whiskey and ginger ale. Now, we're just going to listen to this pour. And there we go. Now, it would be sort of unfair of me if I didn't take a photo of this. So it's tradition. It is. It is pretty much tradition at, at this point. It is a hundred percent tradition. So they might be seen rattling around on the on the phone right now, just as I get this camera up. And here we go. Um, there we go. Um, just just found out when I went on the camera. Then um, it cut my audio. <laughs> It's just oh. come up and said recording resumed. So um, I was just giving a. Oh, that does look very um, nice. I don't know if it's fair to rate it. Yeah, I don't think it is, but it still but it looks, looks quite nice. good, doesn't it? It does. It looks it looks very crisp and refreshing. It does look crisp and refreshing. Now I'm going to um, take a little sip, little sippy sue. That's good. That's um, I'm going to say it because I say it every week. That's beer, <laughs> but it's not very nice. <laughs> but it's actually not this week. It's um, ginger ale, ginger ale, and whiskey. Fancy Good stuff. Okay, let's get into it. Let's bloody do it. Um, so, it's the final. What did you think? Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, all the little things that we wanted to see across the whole series and before the series started that everyone wanted to see. There were a few things we said last week, all the problems that people had. Well, this isn't explained. This breaks canon. All of that got shoop, knocked off the slate. It, it was like, well, there you go. Shut up and watch the show before you moan. <laughs> um, and we, now, can we just have a replay <laughs> of that noise that you made of it getting knocked off the shelf? Shoop. Amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> Gone. Bada boom. Shoop. Uh, it's <laughs> so been wow. Oh, no, um, I feel good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but all the things that people like, oh, they haven't had any of this. Oh, what's the point of having this person in the show if we don't see them? Shoop, gone. Exactly. <laughs> it's 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 a bloody great finale. I think all around. I don't think there was a bit of it I didn't enjoy. No, it, there were a couple of things that I was like, mm, they could have done something there which we'll get on to as we go through but for the most part it's just one straight after another it rounded off a nice little series I, it was supposed to be a mini series it was supposed to be just a little bit of filler for what happens between episodes three and four and, and between rebels and rogue one and things and i felt like it was a nice little addition to the story to add a bit more depth to the characters it is but then obviously we'll get onto this at the end it definitely leaves it open Oh, 100%. They're always going to, because there's so much potential to make money from a show like this. And the fans, even though there are supposedly fans, 
Um, we'll call them we'll call them fake fans that are moaning about the fake show. You're not a real Star Wars fan. <laughs> You're not a real boy. Uh, not a boy. <laughs> I think that if there's ever a show with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, people are going to watch it and watch it and watch it. And there's so many complaints about every episode of Kenobi, but everyone's watching every single one. I feel like this is what I was saying earlier, though. Something could be a cinematic masterpiece with no flaws and people will complain about it. People just, especially Star Wars fans, they don't like... I don't get it, there's a lot of Star Wars fans that just seem to hate Star Wars and everything about it. I completely agree, and I think... Oh, don't watch it, then. No, exactly, I think... Um, actually, you know what? I've actually got a little bit of thing here. Um, shout out to um, a good friend of mine, David Duffin, um, who will be listening to this because he's been listening Hi, to Hi, David. Long. Yes, there you go, hello, David. Um, so he messaged me the other day, so he's just started listening to our obi-wan episodes the other day um so he's like worked through them all while he's been watching sort of the episodes um and he messaged me saying it's really nice to hear two people talk about star wars and not have anything bad to say about it oh that's refreshing i mean i i I can i feel like i'm a bit i'm gonna point out this maybe could have been a bit but I i still love it yeah and i'll still talk about all the positives and i feel like when we talk about Star Wars, it's great because a lot of people, when I talk to them about Star Wars, I'm almost having to defend it. And I'm like, why am I having to defend why it's a good show to you? When you're trying to say that you're a fan, you're clearly not. Exactly. You're you talking doggy doo doo. You shouldn't have to defend anything. And I think that's what he was saying. I think he's sort of like a breath of fresh air having us two sort of just saying what we liked about it. Because there's very, yeah. even if there is something where I'm like, oh God, I really didn't like that. Like, why would I want to focus on the negatives? It doesn't mean it's a bad show. No, it doesn't. There's always mean going to be things show. that you don't like, or that uh, it would have been nice to see them do this, or that could have been better. But on the whole, still really good. Exactly, great show. Um, now we've been recording for I think about twelve minutes at this point. Um, 14, 14, 42. 42. A good year, um, was it though? <laughs> Who knows? Um, you know what? I'm going to search what happened in fourteen forty two. Ready? Go for it. What happened in 1442? Um, March the 18th to the 25th was the Battle of Hermannstad, where Ooh. John Hunyadi defeated the army of the Ottoman Empire, 80,000 strong. Um, and on June the 2nd, my birthday, um, <laughs> Alfonso of Aragon... Oh, the King of Naples! ...proclaimed himself the King of Naples. Hey. How the hell do you know who that is? I don't. I just googled it <laughs> <laughs> at the same time as you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I wanted to feel clever for a second. You did, honestly, you could have actually gotten away with that. I genuinely thought you knew who I was on about. No. <laughs> well, anyway, that's what happened in 1442. <laughs> so, John Hunyundi defeated the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> uh, so, was it a good year? <laughs> I'll give it 14 out of 42. Right, we're going to get four. It's 14 out of 42. Great stuff. Um, that sounds like the meaning of life to me. Um, the answer to life, it the, is universe, the universe, and everything. And everything. Um, anyway, this, I don't think we'll be talking about this for a very long time because even though it's a 50 minute episode, not a lot happens. <laughs> no, but at the same time, so much yeah, happens. It's so many There was like bits. two scenes, really. There were two scenes. I mean, 
I think one thing that's worth talking about first, maybe because it's, it's kind of how the episode starts, is we can almost just cover the whole Reaver thing in about five minutes, probably, can't we? Yeah, we'll. I think so. Unless you don't want to talk about that first, um, I've written it down. Oh no, because it's in, not where it starts, is it? I've written it down no, in t- sort of timeline order. So, um, so it starts with um, the ship, the ship and Vader, doesn't it? Firing upon. The little ship and Obi Wan's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Do I go and do I go and face Vader or or do I not? And then it's sort of it's again cutting between a lot of scenes. Yeah, it's there's kind of three scenes, isn't there, throughout, and it becomes two eventually. Yeah, so it sort of goes from Vader in the ship, sort of hunting down Obi Wan's ship with all the sort of refugee people on it, and then it cuts to Reaver. Who is now on Tatooine. Yes, she is, because you can get stabbed in the stomach by a lightsaber, and if you're Qui-Gon Jinn, you'll die instantly. But if you're anyone else in the entire Star Wars universe, you'll be completely fine within about five seconds. You can find a ship on an abandoned planet where there are no ships, fly straight to Tatooine and get there in about 3.141 seconds. Exactly, it's great. Like, have a nice knows. slice of pie when you arrive. <laughs> Honestly, it's great. She knows exactly what's going on. Um, anyway, so she's in, well, on Tatooine, isn't she? And she's she hunting for Owen. Um, and then the person who she asks goes and um, warns Owen that Reva's coming for him. And then um, Owen and Baru sort of set up, set up camp, don't they, with some guns, and they're ready and they get Luke to hide... Um, just they do. for when Reva comes. Yeah, so they're they're almost battening down the hatches, sort aren't of, they? Yeah, and uh, give Luke a little Luke. You must run if it comes to it. Exactly. It's the Tuscan Raider, the poor sand people, the Tuscan Raiders, they get blamed for everything. Until he says it's the it's the Tuscan Raiders. Until Book of Boba Fett, and then it's uh, and then they're the good guys finally. Like a bantha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he says that they're the ones. That obviously, he doesn't want to scare Luke, does he? Um, no. And, and they said that she'll come when the suns go down, didn't they? Because the twin suns on Tatooine. Yes, I'd like that um, line. Oh, that was a great one. Yeah, I, just just the little nod. It's not like oh, at sunset or oh, at night. It's when the suns go down, just to remind them in case anyone's forgotten. Even though we've seen it at the end of every single Star Wars film. Or, or at least trilogy. <laughs> every single one. Uh, every single, every single Star Wars. Did you know Tatooine is the only planet I think to feature in every Star Wars uh, trilogy? Is it? And it's it is. It's the only planet I'm sure that is in every Star Wars trilogy, and I think it's in every Star Wars series as well. Is it in? The... Unless it's not in Bad Batch. When is it in the? Oh, I was about to say when is it in the prequel trilogy, but it's at the end. I mean, sequel trilogy. It's right at the end, isn't it? She buries the yes. lightsabers, doesn't she? In sand. In sand. <laughs> hey, Anakin, that thing that you hate. Guess where I'm burying your lightsaber? Right in this your Force sand. Ghost has probably got some attachment to. <laughs> Come and get it if you dare. Come and get it if you think you're hard enough, mate. Um, so, <laughs> coming up, <laughs> Obi Wan basically knows that if he leaves the ship and goes down to this random planet, that Vader will follow him, and he does. Yeah. So, Obi Wan gets in this little ship, flies down to this planet, and Vader's like, "I'll get him myself." And that's when you know the rematch is going to go down. Yeah, you you know it's going to happen. Um, Obi Wan even says, doesn't he? You know, I must face him and I must do it alone, or something along those lines. 
and Vader says as well, like, prepare my shuttle, I will do this myself or something. Um, I don't know the name of the planet, which is a shame, because it looked quite cool. Yeah, they we, didn't uh, say. They didn't say what it yeah. was. Everyone thought it'd be Mustafar that they'd go to. Um, yeah, because that concept art the concept definitely art, showed yeah. Mustafar. Or what looked like Mustafar. It was a lava planet. It must have been Mustafar. might have been the original plan. Um, so Vader goes down there and he, he arrives, doesn't he? He definitely does. And I sort of like that they they don't mess around. They look at each other. And they just start swinging. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's about five seconds of dialogue, isn't there? Like you, I was thinking, oh, we're going to have this massive chat that goes on for ten minutes, and it's just, have you come to destroy me, Obi Wan? And then we get the best throwback line. Well, not the best, obviously. We'll talk about that towards the well, end. <laughs> well, <laughs> but we have him say, as he did on Mustafar ten years ago. I will do what I must. Oh, it's and then so he good. does the pose with the lightsaber. Yes, with the fingers. He does the pose where he has it over his head with the fingers out. It's and I was so like, good. oh! It's so good. And, and I was so waiting for Vader to say, you will try. But he didn't. He said what he said to Ahsoka, didn't he, in Rebels, which is, then you will die. Yes. Um, so, that, again, another parallel. And I think people have showed that... Sh- well, people have said that shows the, the the amount that he's transitioned from Anakin to Vader. Is when he was Anakin, it was, you know, oh, there's almost like a fair fight. Oh, you'll try. Uh, whereas now it's, well, you'll die. Then he's become so more complacent and uh, maybe just confident in his skills. Oh, definitely. In more those confident. years, uh, and at that point they just go for it, didn't they? Like, from Vader, yeah, going in with a big lunge. It's incredible, like that fight. I think it's. I think it's really good because it shows that even though he's more machine than man, um, he's still quite nimble. But yes. Obi-Wan has that upper hand and he's fully, finally, fully in tuned with, well, almost, in a moment he will be, um, he's almost fully back with the Force. And he's sort of, I think at the moment in that first bit of the fight, He's sort of at the strength of the force that he was with through episode two and three. That's sort of where he was. And it's sort of like, and then it's like they start throwing rocks at each other, don't they? And it's like they're like blasting rocks apart with the well, lightsabers. Well, it looks like Vader has the uh, the one up on him, doesn't it? Because he puts him down in that pit and then stands over him, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, so, yes, um, and I was so expecting him to say... Who has the high ground of now? Oh, I wanted him to say it. I wanted him to say. I <laughs> oh, so it's just like he was looking down, and you know why they did that. You know they did that to parallel the high ground. Yes, obviously, of course um, he did. But why was there no little? It, it would have been so cheesy, but I would have loved it. Like it's over, Obi Wan. Now I have the high. Yeah, ground. Have, you know what? I'd have been for it. It'd have been. It'd have been awful, but at the same time, tremendous. It would have been. Or even if he'd have just said the high ground to. to, to <laughs> To, to be like, look what I've got. <laughs> I've got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and we think Obi-Wan's done, don't we, at the bottom of the pit? And I think that it, it switches back to Reaver at that yes, point. So, yeah, so like you said, basically... Obi- Vader walks away. Yeah, so Obi-Wan basically pretty much just sort of like gets like completely beat down um, all the way. Basically, in like you said, into the ground. And then Vader covers him with all these rocks. Um Boulders. Boulders, basically boulders. And then it cuts... Mountains. Yes, mountains. Um, planets. Um, and then it um, cuts back to Reva on Tatooine. Um, 
and she's made it to um, Onan Baru's place and she enters inside and Onan Baru are sort of wait, laying in wait with their guns, just waiting and pointing. And it's, it's quite a nice scene and I, I thought it was quite funny that, um, that they just start shooting at her and she doesn't really yeah. do anything to fight back. But I think she's not doing anything to fight back because at this point even though she's still shown to be this um, inquisitor, this person who's in Tomb of the Dark yeah. Side, and uh, the villain, she's changed, like, that's it. She's not going to harm yeah. anyone that's good. She can't. Like, even when she's with Baru near the end, and she, like, forces her down to the ground, and there's an opportunity as Luke scrambles up out, and she's about to... And she could have stabbed her. She doesn't. Yes. She doesn't at all. Like, that was that... Yeah. If it was Vader, Vader would have just, like, chopped her in half. Yeah, oh, he would have walked through them. But I really liked the fight that Owen and Baru put up as well. Yes, it was great. It was just um, blasting at her for like Especially Owen, like the way he's jumping about, kicking things on her, shooting at her, and it's a really good fight scene. It is a good fight you'd th- scene. You'd think that, it, they'd, that she'd turn up and just immediately have them on their knees, but no, it's the opposite. They give her a... Uh, and they give Luke enough time to get away, and oh, he's quick, isn't he? He is. He is very, very quick. It's almost like he's He's up to get some power converters. It is. The power, it's almost like he's doing a... Um, the Phantom Menace speed run through the corridor. Yeah. It's almost like, almost like what he's doing. Um, not quite as speedy as Leia. Not quite as speedy as Leia. <laughs> no. Leia um, is... The, Tucking under log. Exactly. The fastest in the world. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Luke escapes Reva basically, and he starts running away into the darkness, and then we cut back once again, and we're with Obi-Wan, aren't we? But he's sort of using the Force, like we saw him with the water, but to keep yes. these boulders off of him. So he's sort of like buried underneath, isn't he? Yeah, because he starts uh, hearing voices and seeing things, and I was expecting that we might finally get to see Qui Gon. I thought that was the moment. I thought it was going to appear, and he, as a Force Ghost, was going to lift the rocks off of him. Or would just would just sort of say, "Obi Wan, get just pull yourself together, lad." (laughs) (laughs) Pull yourself together, lad. And or he could he um, he could have said some some lines such as like "took you long enough" or something like that. Or I mean, I don't know. He could have said something like that. Who knows? He might have said something like that. Um, But he he sees Anakin, doesn't he? And he sees Luke and Leia. And at that point, he manages to channel the Force and somehow lift all of these rocks over him. And then we don't actually see him climb out, do we? We just see him start to push the rocks away. And then it pans on Vader walking back to his ship. And he just stops dead in his tracks. And you know that he's sensed it. And then he just suddenly just turns around and brings his lightsaber out, doesn't he? And stops Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Yeah, and this dead in the air. This bit of the fight is it's so good. It's so intense. And I just I love the um I love that whoever's choreographed it has put back in that prequels era acrobatics into Obi-Wan's style of fighting. There's a lot of mashups of the Battle of the Heroes on Mustafar yeah. and of this, and also the the flashbacks that we had in episode five to when they were training together. Yes, I've seen some. And of those, the actual yeah. fight choreography is so that the moves they're doing are so similar as well. Like not necessarily the same choreography and the same pattern to it, but you can see they're doing the moves that the characters use. There's a lot of consistency, which is great. But Obi Wan's a lot more aggressive in. I wouldn't say aggressive in a way that he's angry. I thought that he's, as well. he's more offensive in his fighting style, and I think it catches Vader by surprise. 
because um, Obi-Wan's usually very calm and collected and you can see he's putting power into these swings and Vader even says your strength has returned and um, I think when Obi-Wan climbs out of that pit the force is just flowing through him so strong and he, he gives him a good beat down doesn't he? Well he does like I like okay this is obviously we're always in super spoiler territory when we're doing a review but in this scene I've never seen a Jedi so powerful on screen as Obi-Wan in this scene. Like, when he lifts all of those rocks up and, like, everything's behind him, it's it's more than Vader did. It's more than... It's it's stronger than when Vader stopped that ship in in midair. So it's even though everybody knows, like, Vader's, like, the... Like, well, I'd say he isn't anymore. Like, it's like Vader's meant to be, be, like, the... Strongest Sith, isn't he? Um, well, Palpatine is technically stronger, but there's arguments that if Vader wasn't injured on Mustafar, because Palpatine built Vader's yes, suit exactly. to limit his power. Yes, but it probably. Uh, I think Luke's supposed to be stronger than Vader with the Force when he's fully trained. Right. Okay. When but he's peak. But at that time, Vader's supposed to be yeah, essentially one of the most powerful and ruthless Force users out there. Yeah, and Obi Wan just comes back and. Um just completely kicks the crap out of him. He does, and it's the fact that even when you watch uh, Master Yoda lifting up objects at times, you can see him really having to concentrate to do it. Whereas Obi-Wan, he doesn't, he's not even flinching, he's not even trying, he just has his arms out and he's fully focused on what he's doing, just looking straight ahead. Yeah, he just knows. throwing these rocks down on him at Vader, one after the other, and Vader's getting beat, isn't he? And I, I think it throws back to when they were training and he said, you know, you'll you'll need to win and um, it will always be your downfall. Yes, I think, yes. Vader, Vader just wants to destroy him and he's so angry and he's not... Although he uses his anger to channel his power, He, I feel like when you see Vader in any other sort of Star Wars literature or any other Star Wars film or TV show, he's very calm. He has his anger... But the way he fights is effortless. He just is so posed, composed and poised. Whereas when you see in this, he's he's a lot more fluid, a lot more aggressive. Yeah, he and there's is. A lot, you, even though you can't see his face, spoilers, well, yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, there is a lot of emotion. There is a lot of emotion. Now, we'll move to that bit now. Now, anyone who is familiar with um, probably one of the best episodes of any Star Wars animated series ever... Um, we're on about the Rebels episode. It's Ahsoka who puts his mask open, isn't it? Pretty, yeah, yeah, she cuts half of the mask off. So she? yeah, so there's a scene where they're sort of in the it's like the Sith temple and they're getting the holocrons, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so they're in there. They're getting the holocrons, and um, and Vader and Ahsoka are battling it out, and she basically hits him across the face, and it opens up his. In- like half of his mask and you can see it and it's sort of half Anakin's voice, half Vader's voice. Now, there's been a lot of homages to other media, um, such as last week when it was um, basically just um, Jedi Fallen Order as a live action thing. Um, But I loved before he cuts his mask open, spoiler, um, when he punches him in the face... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when Vader punches uh, Yeah, when Anakin. Vader punches Obi-Wan in the uh, face Obi-Wan. and then Obi-Wan comes back by just like beating down on Vader's chest panel. And then Yeah, with the battle get, of the lightsaber. We get 
the breathing from the end yes. of Return of the Jedi, and it was so good. I love hearing that breathing because anytime Vader's injured, you hear that breathing, don't you? The laboured breathing. I'm sure it's in something else at one point. I can't remember what else I've seen it in. It's probably in. It's probably it's, oh, it's Force Awakens, I think, which isn't obviously canon. Oh right, um, yeah. But in the Force Awakens, there are plot lines, aren't there, where you can chop his mask off yes. with Star Killer and that. Um, spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> if you've not if played, you play them. Force Awakens. Great games, go and play them. Um, but as soon as I heard that, I was like, there it is. There's the sound. I said that as well. He's, and I thought, I thought at that point, I was like, ah, he's got him. And, this is the beginning of the end. And I think that was just a testament to um, how good the original sound design for those the original mm. trilogy was. Like, the sound design is... It's sublime. It's so recognisable. It's it it sort of changed how science fiction movies sound, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it was just iconic. You hear that Darth Vader breathing, you know what it is. You hear the laboured breathing, you know that's that's Darth Vader on the edge of dying. It is, and it's, he was. Obi Wan could have killed him there and then. He could have killed him there and then, but he chose not to. Now, this bit. Um, we've mentioned it before about um, A New Hope and how it begins and when Obi-Wan's talking to him and what they say to each other now. They've um, they've done it. They've fixed it. Yeah. They've the, It's officially fixed. It's retconned. It's done. Now, if you don't know what we're on about, um, at the beginning, well, halfway through, um, A New Hope, the first Star Wars film, um, Obi-Wan and Vader meet each other and they finally fight it out um, and Obi-Wan refers to, to Darth Vader as just Darth he does yeah which is very strange now obviously in the original writing it's most likely that Darth was his actual name yeah his just name was Darth yeah. Vader that was, before it was a title yes, before yeah. it was a title now at the end of this, I've written it down as a quote. Um, I've put, um, Vader gets mask cut open like in Rebels, and then I've put it down. So um, Vader says, Anakin is dead. I'm all that's left. And then Obi-Wan... I am what remains. Yes. And then... Um, <laughs> it sounds like Bane when he says that. Yes. Um, Anakin is dead. I am what remains. <laughs> um, and then Obi-Wan comes back and says, um, then my friend truly is dead. Goodbye, Darth. And it's fixed. Yeah, I love that Done. line. Fixed. And that that shows that he he yeah he calls him Darth. I love that. It was a bit it was a bit cheeky, but it was quite good. But, but it I really liked that scene when they had the interaction though. Yes, it was really um, nice. There was so much depth to it because Obi Wan is in tears. He's he suddenly realizes uh, this is Anakin behind the mask, or, or was Anakin? Um, and they have a little exchange, and he says to him, "I am not your failure, Obi Wan." Um, you did not kill Anakin Skywalker I did and at that moment in time he doesn't have the Sith eyes and there is the light from Obi-Wan's blue lightsaber shining on his face and people are saying that that I've been reading into this they think that was actually Anakin there and he felt a bit of guilt and he was trying to absolve Obi-Wan of his guilt and say this isn't your fault this was down to me and then at that point the lighting on his face goes red I noticed that yes And he says, the same way, I will destroy you. And then that's when Obi-Wan says, then my friend is truly dead. It's so good. Goodbye, Darth. And just walks away while Anakin's screaming, Obi-Wan! Because, <laughs> um, but then, like, Vader's, like, he's buggered in that moment. Like, his back's completely cut up. 
his breathing's gone, his mask's off. Like, without the yeah. mask, without the control panel, like, he, he's nothing. He can't breathe, he can't do anything. Um, I think it's astounding that we've had a moment in a pre-original trilogy thing that a character could have just killed Vader. Yeah, and this was this was the the only thing that I said. I was like, mm, they could have added something there. I'm assuming the reason that he left Darth Vader was because he couldn't kill him. He couldn't bring himself to kill him. But I would have loved to see some sort of explanation as to why he didn't kill him and why he just decided to walk away. Did he maybe think that he was done again? Surely he wouldn't make that mistake twice. Um, or was it... A, if, if they'd have had maybe Obi-Wan, you just hear like Padme's voice in his head saying there's still good in him or something. Yeah. Uh, I think that might have... That, for me, that was the only thing that I felt with the whole episode could have been a bit like... You could have done something there. I, I felt like they could have explained why he didn't kill him. Yeah, I get that. Um, it, yeah, it's it was just a bit, it was a bit weird, but I think it's not in Obi Wan's character per se to just go around killing. Well, no, you know, I'm I'm just going to completely redo exactly what I've just said because there's that episode where he just murdered all those stormtroopers, wasn't there? Uh, there was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you know what? It is in his character to murder people, but probably because of the emotional attachment he has with Anakin and he finally saw his face, I think that was it. I think if he hadn't have cut his mask open, then Vader yeah. would have been dead. So I think that's probably what it was. That he had some emotional, that's still Anakin, I can't kill him. Um, yeah, he knew there was a little but... bit in there. At the same time, surely he knew how much suffering it was going to cause if he let him live. And that mm. when he said, my friend is truly dead, I thought that was going to... Yeah. I just would have liked something. Like, maybe he was about to kill him and then he he heard Padme saying there's still good in him. And then mm. he said goodbye, Darth, and walked away. I, I don't... It's the only thing that didn't... I didn't quite get it. Yeah. I th- I mean, but I, I'm I not complaining. Fine. No, I was I, I also felt like, yeah, it makes sense for him not to do it. But you could have put a little something into... Just say he's... I, I know he'll have a reasoning. I know he'll have a reasoning. I just would have liked to know what it was. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're going to get a second series, obviously. Um, I think... Cause, uh, oh, after this, I, I'm just going to skip slightly ahead. Um, I didn't write mm. it down, because I've just, I've just remembered it. Um, we get um, Palpatine, don't we? Little little we, hologram we Palpatine. Do. So Vader's back in Mustafar. He's obviously been the back to tank. He's got his, uh, his suit fixed. And he's very angry, isn't he? He's very oh, he's angry. He's on a hollow chat, and oh, we will we will hunt him down. He won't he won't evade us again. <laughs> Ian McDermott makes a little cameo, doesn't he? He does, and he didn't yeah. look as wrinkly as he did in episode three. So I don't know what's going on there. Well, I'm wondering because he he looks a bit wrink. He looks. Mm, I I feel like he doesn't look as deformed in episode six as he does in episode three. No, and he I doesn't. thought at the time, is it due to the? CGI getting better, or is it, or, or the prosthetics, or is it because he too has been healing in a back tank? Um, I have no idea, but I found in this one, um, top lip upwards was deformed, <laughs> downwards jawline was just like a normal face. Yeah, and the way he spoke, he he didn't have the usual Babadine voice. No, he didn't. Green friend, he was he sounded just like he sounded before. He, he got his lightning redeflected at his face. That's how he sounded in the prequels before yeah. he was scarred. 
Um, but no, it was a great cameo, and uh, you see him agitated, my friend. I, I like that. that line. That was great. He was, it just shows how manipulative of him he is, and he's like, oh, if you're still haunted by your past, then perhaps I have no need for you, or something yeah. along those lines. And he's, and then at that point, I, Vader's just like, Obi-Wan means nothing. I serve only you, my master. Uh, <laughs> and it was a bit like, oh, okay, yeah. So that whole series. <laughs> like, there we go. Um, but I think somewhere in there, I think if they do, well, they are going to, I'm putting my bloody money on it, do another series. Um, it'll be Obi-Wan romping around space, doing some stuff. Um, yeah. And then, I think, I've got a, got a feeling that Towards the end of the next series, Vader just just can't help himself, and he's just got to try and look for Obi Wan. It's in there. He needs to find him. Yeah, and they'll show him maybe hunting. But I feel like I don't want them to meet again now. No, I know what you mean. I I think that chapter's over because they can't have them meet again and fight, and it works out well with the line. Oh, when I last left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yes. I feel like they showed that because, again, it reflected that flashback scene where Obi-Wan was still on top and was like a Padawan, you will still be. It was all, the way Obi-Wan kind of finished the fight and then said, right, I have you beat. I'm done. He didn't need to prove that he'd won by killing him. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that was what it was trying to show. He doesn't need to kill him to win. Yes. He um, and he was basically won. sending that message. You're still the Padawan. I'm still the master. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't want them to meet again. Maybe there is a, a bit of a nod to Vader, but I think unless there's a, a separate series of Vader just showing what he gets up to with the Inquisitors and hunting down other Jedi, I'd maybe like to see him be... There's a, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's been loosely confirmed now that Cameron Monaghan is going to be yes! starring in a live-action yes, series as it. Cal Kestis. And honestly, um, I am, to put it lightly buzzing my tits yeah, off which is set in this sort of post prequel pre-original era it's set well actually the first game is set five years before the kenobi series and the game that's coming out next year is set around the exact same time five years later which will be is. um so it's set around the inquisitor era the rebels yeah. era um so i think we could potentially see vader as if, if because Hayden Christensen wants to bring Vader back more, I think we could potentially see him make an appearance in that. Definitely, I think, I think Cal's already be bested him, hasn't he? Yeah. Cal didn't. Well, Cal didn't defeat him. Cal escaped him. Yeah, with and the I holocron. Think, I think Cal's going to be a a big player, and I think it's really nice that he's sort of become sort of a fan favorite. Now, I'd love, I'd I'd love to have anything about Cal if they release some books about Cal. I'd buy them. If they released BD One, what a droid! Exactly, and honestly, if they released um, a Christmas album, I'd I'd, li- <laughs> I'd listen to Cal Kestis. Tales from Tatooine. Yeah, ta- the tales <laughs> of Tatooine. It's just like it starts with the old buzz, like ching, ching, ching. It's like Santa comes to Tatooine, and he doesn't <laughs> give presents to the kids who are mean. Do 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 do. Honestly, I should write songs. What is Fantasy happening? Slaying. Pod racing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't come on a sleigh. He comes in a pod racer. <laughs> and rather <laughs> than Rudolph, he's just got R2-D2 at the front going, wow! Oh, that's all it is. Um, oh, now, wow, this, is an now. Unusual, this is an unusual thing, Jamie, but um, just listen to this. Ooh. We're going for a second perfect second pour, pour. But you're not getting a photo this time, but we're just going to have... That's fine. Just a tiny bit of whiskey this time. Um, and we're going for a second... Perfect pour. Um, 
And while I'm pouring this, um, I'm just going to say the last 25 minutes of this episode are very, very calm. They are, aren't they? It's calm a bit like, 25. oh, we've, we've, we've got through the storm. Let's just settle down now and round off the series nicely. Oh, yeah. Um, because they've they've had, we, we kind of skipped over it, but they had the, the Reaver kind of redemption, didn't, didn't we, where she caught up with Luke and then we thought she was going to kill him, but actually she decided that, no, she wasn't going to be like that. And she brought him back, didn't she? She brought him back to Owen and Beru and then just kind of left. She did. And that's, I think that's, out of everything about this episode, um, sorry, David, uh, this is the only thing I didn't like. It was just pointless. <laughs> it just didn't need to happen. No. Unless unless they're going to bring her into something else, such as the Cal Kestis series. Potentially. Or I mean... the game. And they need to have some... Like maybe she's in the next one and she's she's a hero rather than and she's helping Cal hunt down the Inquisitors. Oh, and she got some inside knowledge. I'd like. Yeah, that. and that's good. and that and that was just a way to round off her arc of her being like, actually, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, but we didn't really get why she wanted to kill Luke either. Um, um, neither do I. I think unless she, she worked out that he was Vader's son. That's what I think. I think she found that and figured it out somehow, and she was like, "Well, if I can't kill Vader, I'll kill his son." Mm. So, yeah, no that, was, that was the only thing that I was a bit like. Uh, well, not the only thing. That, that was the the one part of the show that I I have thought I didn't dislike it. It was still fun to watch, but it just wasn't really needed, was it? Not really. I mean, I think I think they just needed. A, I think they wanted to bring about a new central antagonist who yeah wasn't the Grand Inquisitor, and they wanted to just bring in a new Inquisitor. I think. It sort of bounced off of um, how good the what was the main Inquisitor woman called in the second sister, second Trilla. sister, Trilla. Trilla. So yeah, I Trilla. think because Trilla was so well received, I think they thought, right, we need another Trilla. So they but got we can't have Trilla because she's dead at that point. I know <laughs> she's dead at that point, but they were like, we need another one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were like, oh, yeah. why did we kill her off? She would have been great. <laughs> mm. It would have been a so, nice little connection as well, having Triller in there as well. Um, but yeah, so the last 25 minutes are um, nice and calm. Um, Leia is back. She's wearing a holster, which um, I'm assuming is some form of Han Solo relation thing to, for us to go, oh, she's like a she's like a bounty hunter. She's like a scoundrel, yeah. like like Han Solo with pistols. Um, that happens... Um, Jimmy Smith is back, obviously. Um, um, then Luke, vis- not Luke, Obi-Wan visits Leia, doesn't he, on Alderaan? Yes, and he returns Lola, because she gave him Lola for good luck, didn't she, the droid? Yes, she did, and she's um, more happy to see Lola than Obi-Wan. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I think, and I think that was done intentionally because it means that, because, you know, because she's obviously still quite young, yeah. Even though it's not been that far of a distance between her being with Obi Wan and Lola, she's still sort of like Obi Wan's in the back of her mind. He's still just like this bloke who she was with for a few yeah. days. And that was another thing because there was some concern when she um, asked for his help in Episode Four in, in the originals. She said she explains, "Oh, you once served my fa- with my father in the Clone Wars." Yes, and I say, "Why would she act like she doesn't know him?" But they they do the cheapest little trick, don't they? Do, they and I love to it. get away with that. But we must never tell anybody about this. Um, you, you know, you could never tell anyone. He literally just tells her to never tell anyone that that it happened, and it's like, all right, 
well, that that I mean that does the job. <laughs> it does do the job, and I mean, the job. but then but then she keeps it up even when they're together in episode yeah, but four. If the, if the message gets intercepted and things, and they find out what happens, and oh, they find out that Obi Wan helped her when she was younger. Well, why did Obi Wan help you when you were oh? Hang on, that was the time that Obi Wan fought me. If Ada gets hold of that message, oh, you must have some link to me. Oh, you're my daughter. Oh, chop your head off. <laughs> chop your head off. It's like, King it's like Henry VIII. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> he lopped her head off. He <laughs> lopped. Um, uh, it's. Uh, I think that was a line from uh, Gavin and Stacey. Uh, James Corden and Matt Horne were in a really, really terrible film called Lesbian Vampire. Oh, I've watched that. I've watched and that. I actually have. It was free on iTunes with The Twelve Days of Christmas like 12 years ago. If you had an iPod Touch back then. And there was a line, and it, it, right at the beginning, it's like, and with that, he lopped her beep head off. <laughs> I just, I find it so funny. Um, maybe um, that should be um, a film that we that we watch on here. I've never oh, seen anybody on a podcast or anything watch lesbian vampire. We'll be the first. Is it lesbian Once vampire hunters Star Wars or killers? Film. Lesbian vampire hunters, I want to say. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Lesbian. Vampire Killers. It is Killers. 2009. Um, you know what? I remember watching it. It's probably awful. It's got a 5.1, obviously. Um, I remember watching it. Um, I watched it with my dad, actually. That came out um, um, 2009, so I was in year nine. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, you were, yeah, we were both in year nine, weren't we? Um, yes. Lesbian Vampire Killers. You know what? But obviously, this is through the gaze of a, how old are you in year nine? F- 14, 15? 13. 13, 14, however old. Um, yeah, yeah you'll be. T- oh, you'll start it at the age of 13 and you'll turn 14. Yeah, like through the gaze of those eyes, I feel like it is probably quite a good film. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at some photos now. Um, and it, yeah, the, the production value of it looks pretty high. Like, mm. the vampires don't look too bad. Um, it's an interesting watch, for sure. I, I bet it's got some really good, like, classic British jokes in it. Yeah, it's um, quite funny. some good prosthetic work going on here. It's like a, um, one of them in the shower, um, one of the vampires, and she's, like, melting under the holy water shower. Yeah. Um... That will mean nothing if you haven't watched that film. <laughs> I just realised that as I was saying it, it's a complete nonsense sentence I just said. Anyway, back to Obi-Wan. Um, yes. <laughs> so he visits Leia on um, Alderaan, um, but my phone has corrected it to older man. Um, <laughs> I didn't bother to change it back. Um, and then um, he visits Luke, so he travels back to... Um, Tatooine. But before I do that, um, I've got to go back because I forgot to write it down and I was meant to. Um, you know, Obi-Wan is in that little pod um, after he comes out of the ship and he, when he flies down before fighting Vader. Yes. When he comes back, he uses um, the hyperdrive, doesn't he, to do like light speed travel or whatever it is. Yes, because he senses that Luke's in danger. Exactly. Um, could they not have just got the, the, the parts from that and put them in the big ship? Done, yes, they me? could have done that all along. Unless it wasn't compatible. Who no, knows? it was. No, I'm not taking that. They could have used it. Yeah, I thought that's that. A good I, point. As soon as he did it, I went, "Why didn't they just take the missing part and put it in the?" Big Unless one? it was because it would have taken time to do it. Because they said we can do it, we just need time. 
bugger that, just rip it out and put it on with gaffer tape. That's what I say. Well, they did it for an F1 driver the other week. His rear wing broke. Um, it kept staying open, which is illegal if you're not allowed to have DRS. So they just taped it up with gaffer tape. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I am just going to have to put in there. But that is mad. So I didn't know they actually could use um, gaffer tape on F1 cars. I didn't. I don't think it's ever really been done before. But your, your rear wing flap can open on a straight, basically, if you're within a second behind the car in front and it just gives you a bit more speed to help with the overtaking and only half of the wing flap was opening the other half was staying closed and they said oh you're going to have to retire the car then you can't drive like that it's not safe or or whatever right so they brought him into the pits and they ran out and they just started taping it up so that he couldn't open it at all and said yeah just don't use it oh god and they they (laughs) let him do it and um one of the Ferrari drivers had a crack in the side pod of their car um, last week at the Canadian Grand Prix. Right. And they just put some sellotape over it. Sellotape? They just put some sellotape on it. Yeah, some sticky tape. Just stuck some sticky tape on it. That is actually ridiculous. Um, I'm just going to move position because That's my fine. laptop um, is about to die. Now, I'm just going to... Um, as I'm moving position, oh my god, I've got cables wrapped around my entire body right now. This is <laughs> absolutely mental. But um, because I'm on Messenger um, calling you at the moment, um, I've just seen a message come through from um, my good friend Ryan Ryan Clouds, um, and it literally just says, "Hello there." I watched it. And that perfectly brings Amazing. us on to the next bit. It does. Which it is does. incredible. Like, thank uh, you very much, Ryan, for that beautiful segue onto oh, the next bit. I thought bit. we were going to go the whole series without seeing it, but Owen finally says, doesn't he? Because Obi-Wan packs up and decides, I'm not going to be a hermit. I'm go- he leaves his cave, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And we assume to go to his house that he has in episode four. Yes. Um, but he goes to pay Owen a visit, doesn't he? And says, oh, I'm going to stay away in that. But Owen says, would you like to meet him? Which I was quite surprised about. Yeah, well, I think maybe he's a bit thankful that... I don't know, maybe he's seen a new side to to old Ben or something. Maybe, yeah. And it's a bit like, oh, he's finally going away, so we we can at least give him this. (laughs) Yeah, he could at least give him that. But but anyway, what we're on about is he walks up very, very slowly to Luke, holding that little little toy ship that he's playing with in episode four. And he just looks straight at him. And um, all the people who are listening to this, I'm going to count down. We're all going to say it at exactly the same time. And a three, two, one. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Honestly, I clapped and said and just shouted, yes. I had yes. the biggest smile on my face. Like, like, honestly, whoever was doing that and they left it right to the end. Like, honestly, whoever wrote that, what a genius. It well was done. amazing. I well think done. that was just a bit like, we've seen what we want to see from the series, and then it was like, ah, oh, but we didn't see this, and it's finally finished it's with finally the one finished. thing we wanted to see. But wait! But wait, there's, <laughs> there's more! more. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And then he... he get, I I said this a few episodes of the podcast back when he went off into space. I said, I wonder how his little... Is it called like an EOP or something? The little camel's doing? Um, I, I don't know. I just call it a snout-nosed <coughs> trotter run. Yeah, I was worried about it. I said, so I hope someone's feeding the poor thing. And it was fine. It was alive. And he rode it through the desert and then bumps into uh, a familiar face, doesn't he? It oh, took him long um, enough. Now, we've been wanting this 
literally, genuinely, since the first episode. They've been teasing it the whole time. And I teased it earlier on by saying the line that he actually says. Um, Yes. (laughs) It's Liam Neeson. He's back. He's back in full force. As soon as I saw the little blue appearing, I don't think I've ever smiled so much. And it, it took him long enough. I know it's so good. He's, he's, he's like turns around. And he's like, "Oh, it's took you long enough." It's so good. It's so good. He's like, "Come on, we've got work to do." Yeah, but I like the it. bit where he said, "Like, I was always here. You know, just you just didn't want to see me, or you weren't ready to see." Yeah, me he's like, "You're like not that. ready to see me yet." So it's like sort of, I think it's sort of that is like you were saying. He's come full is, circle. He's Obi Wan again. That is it with um, with Vader. It's it's over. That's the chapter of his life done. It's closure, and He's now because all of that past life has been closed, he can now see his old master. Yeah, he's got over the guilt. He's not burdened by it. He's feeling a lot more optimistic. He's himself again. He's got his powers back. He's not shutting himself off from the force anymore. And finally, things are getting good for him. And it's nice to see sad, lonely, depressed, traumatized Ben become the legend that we know as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's it's an absolute grand time. Um, it but was it, a pleasure to watch. But it does leave it open, doesn't it? Because what did you say? Yes. What does Liam Neeson say? Uh, took you long enough. Yeah, took you long enough. And then he says... We've got work to do or something. We've got he? work to do. So that says to me that Qui-Gon Jinn's got some bloody information for him. Hmm. About something, maybe. Now, this is a reference um, which you're probably not going to get, um, but it's completely irrelevant. But they could still be out there. The Nihil. Exactly. You have no mm. idea what I'm on about, there. No, I don't. So, in the High Republic novels and all the comics and stuff, um, the villain are not the Sith. Um, they're these people called the Nihil or Nihil, Nihil, something. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only ever read it. Um, uh, it's N-I-H-I-L. Um, and basically oh, yeah. they are people who sort of like have Sith stuff, but they don't have lightsabers or anything. They've got all these different factions. They're basically space bandits who run oh. planets and just go around killing people. And they're the main villains of the world. I'd love to see them in live action, bring them into this, but apparently the Acolyte TV series, that's set during the High Republic, so we're probably going to see the Nihil in the Acolyte. Yeah, that would be that would be really good to see, actually. <laughs> just to see them expand on it a bit more. It'd be really good. Honestly, if you get a chance, have a look and just search up on the internet the Nihil and just see what they look like, because they look yeah, definitely. great. Like they've got all these weird armour and these crazy tattoos all over them. I'm going to have a look now, actually. The Nihil... <laughs> Yeah, they look great. Like, there's some Twi'leks in there. There's uh, Markion Rowe. I think that's the main guy. Um, but no, it's a, honestly, they're a really nice new faction of villains to sort of, um, instead yeah. of it being the Sith, it's sort of these crazy bandits who are out there trying Amazing. to kill everyone. And I think, because I'm pretty sure some of them are related to some form of Sith people, but I could be wrong there. Maybe like the ancient magics. Maybe something um, like that. Yeah, well, they're definitely an option, isn't it, for a future series? Mm, that'd be good stuff. Anyway, that's brought us to the end. Um, if you don't know, um, at the end of every episode, we rate 
or rank whatever TV show or film it is we're watching, the episode or film, um, and from naught to five, naught being the best to being the um, the smoothest sand you'd ever feel. So it's basically glass, and five is the worst, roughest sand. So it's a five on the roughness scale, and it's based upon the episode two scene where Anakin's talking about that how much he doesn't like sand and that it's coarse and rough so how coarse I hate sand I hate it's sand. coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere great stuff wait how does he say gets everywhere <laughs> and it gets everywhere everywhere he's got everywhere everywhere great <laughs> not line. just the men <laughs> but the women and the children too <laughs> honestly I hate them. <laughs> some of the lines that he had to say he must have been like how do i say this how do I tell them I don't like How sound? do I say this seriously? Um, I'll try. Um, and we spoke about that for 10 minutes when we reviewed episode two. So if you haven't listened to that, get yourself on it. Yes, go and look at Attack of the Clones. It's a great recording. Um, what are you going to rate it? Naught to five. I'm going to give this episode a naught. I'm going to give it a naught as well. It's great. And the series as a whole, I'm also going to give a naught. Yes. I really liked it. Some episodes maybe could have been slightly better, but they are all fantastic. They're yeah. all really good, um, and they all played a pivotal part in the story. I completely concur with what they you just said. They built up the characters well, the pacing was good, um, and there wasn't a single episode that I didn't watch and think, oh, is that it? Yeah. I... Every episode I was like... <gasps> yes, there was. There was a moment where you go, what? what? What's going yeah. on? Good stuff. Yeah, so that's it. Both yeah. a zero all around. Um the music's playing. Thank you very, very much for joining us this week. Um, next week, we're carrying on Star Wars with Rogue One. We're still with Rogue Vader. One. Still staying with Vader. We're almost to the golden era, the original trilogy. We're so close, so close, but yet so far. And hopefully, once we've watched the um, the original trilogy, um, the ones after it don't go downhill. Who knows? Um, <laughs> there's one's after uh, I don't know who knows anyway the song's probably coming to an end so I'm going to wrap up and I'm going to say a goodbye bye see ya